is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Spectators. My name is Julian Osius, and I'm here with Brooklyn Alima. How you doing, Brooklyn? I'm doing good, man. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to, to you, your family, everybody else listening. Happy New Year. Uh, today is January 6th, 2020. 2020, man. 2020. It's wild. New decade. New decade, and uh, we're excited to be able to start off with some really good uh, sports. A really, a lot of football. A lot of a lot good of football. Um, we're a little bit late on this, so we're going to touch over the college football bowl season really quickly. The, uh, the important games, New Year's six type of stuff, college football playoffs, and then we'll head right into NFL type stuff. You want to start it off? Uh, what was the game that stood out to you? Game that stood out to me, got to be the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. The granddaddy. That, that, that was the best game, but pff, star of the New Year's six, got to be number one draft pick. Starting Cincinnati Bengal quarterback Joe <laughs> Burrows, baby, insane, Burrow. nuts. Ohio native, soon to be Ohio uh, starting quarterback Joe yeah. Burrow. Uh, yeah, he he played out of his mind. Um, out of his mind, man. He had some. They were they were up big at the half. They were up like he had like four. Like, I don't know how many. He touchdowns. had seven touchdowns in the first half. Seven touchdowns in the first half, and I think they were all throwing. Yeah. Just insane. He had one rushing touchdown, and it it's kind of interesting because there were some stats going around where Joe Burrow had more touchdowns in Mercedes Benz Stadium this year than Matt Ryan, and Joe Burrow has played there twice, and Matt Ryan had a a half of an NFL season, <laughs> so a whole eight games, Nuts. and uh, Joe Burrow outdueled him. And obviously, college you score more, defenses are different, but. I mean, a whole season versus two games. Uh, that's and they're like big stage games too. Uh, it really does show a lot about the type of kid he is. And I mean, they just dominated. Uh, LSU never looked like they had a chance of losing that game. Never, not once. Uh, and it's kind of interesting too because it's not like Oklahoma was superly outmatched when it came to their offense versus the LSU defense. I mean, they put up twenty eight, and the drives they had, they were. Good drives. I don't know how much of the game you got to see. There were like pretty long drives, and Jalen Hurts looked amazing. I mean, he was doing everything for that team on their own, but they couldn't stop a nosebleed on defense. And um, it was a leaking man. It was leaking, and it was it was leaking fast and hard, and they were running out of blood. Let me <laughs> tell you. So shout out to LSU. They play Clemson a week from today for the for the Natty, and I'm ex- I'm very excited about that. We'll touch on that in a little bit. So you'll probably get next week's episode a day late, so we can talk about that. But we're going to try and get you guys episodes every Monday. Monday or Tuesday would probably be like the latest. That's the goal. That's the goal. Uh, Try and get consistent with y'all and some releases to happen, uh, you know, every week. So, yeah. So that was the, what was that? The Peach Bowl? Yeah, that was the Peach Bowl. Bowl. Uh, We'll throw it to the other college football playoff game. Which was, to me, it felt like the national championship. Yeah, it was a good game. Uh, Clemson, Ohio State, officiating comes into play, as it always feels like it does. Yeah. I don't think there's ever been a game in the history of like a sport where a team that loses feels they got in a close game, in a close contest, that they feel like they lost it. They always feel like, oh, the ref blew it, or yeah. this or that, or injury, or you gotta whatever. go with something. <laughs> but this was a really good game, and... If we're going to be honest, this game could have been out of hand quick. Ohio State settled for, I think, three early field goals. So they could have been up 24 to nothing. Instead, they were only up 
I think it was 14 or 15, something like that. And, you know, you can't leave the door open for a team that just won the national championship. Defending defending national champions, haven't lost a game in two years, and you just can't leave the door open for a team like that. 16-point comeback, too, to win the game. And, and I mean, I saw a really interesting stat. Um, Trevor Lawrence, quarterback for Clemson, he's never lost a game ever since high school. Never lost a football game. It's nuts, man. I think. Oh no, he's he's lost he, two. He's lost two. In college, he's I think twenty four and zero. And in high school, he lost two, two games. games. And this is going back to a freshman in high school where he started all four seasons. He's lost two games in high school and in college. It's insane. I know that's like. It just doesn't feel real. It feels like he's playing a video game, put it on easy, and kind of mm-hmm. breezing through it. Yep. But in reality, he's playing pretty tough competition. I mean, the ACC is not the toughest in the world, but played Alabama last year. Yes, he did. Played Notre Dame, which obviously they blew him out, but still Final Four team, Ohio State. They were stacked this season. And now they get to play Mr. Joe Burrow, Heisman winner. Tigers versus Tigers. Tiger versus Tiger in Louisiana. A little unfair with that. But I really do think we're going to go into this game. I think Clemson are underdogs. And I know people are tired of this whole Clemson as underdogs deal because, you know, they've been to the last three national championships, one, two, or three. And they were always playing Alabama SEC. So now they're playing a different SEC team. But I think people are tired of Dabo, like, always pulling this for the <laughs> underdogs nonsense, even though they've lost, like, three <laughs> games in, in four years. But, I mean, it, it's still true. I mean, there were underdogs at Ohio State. And obviously, a lot of people thought they'd win, but they're underdogs. And they're going to be in this, in Louisiana. And Dabo just knows how to rile those kids up. I don't know what it is. Dabo's good, man. But he built a culture over there that, like, thrives on nobody wanting them to win. Or thinking they're going to win. And I I think he pulls through again. Um, There's not really much else to say about it. I think Trevor Lawrence is a beast. He's, He's a winner. And he's going to do his darndest to keep that up. I really don't think they lose this game. How do you feel about it? I feel like they're going to lose. I do feel like they're going to lose. LSU's receivers. You got Baby Moss on there. And he'll he'll put it up on you, man. He's no Randy, though. He's no Randy. He is no Randy. But he's a big body. And he'll go up and get it. Then you had the other dude before touchdowns. Uh, Give me his name. Jefferson, I think it was. Yeah, Jefferson. Yeah, Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. Yeah. That, you got Burrow seven touchdowns, and then you got four touchdowns from a receiver in the first half. That's disgusting, too. And you can't sleep on their defense. I'm going to sleep on their defense. You the can't thing. sleep on their defense. I'm going to sleep on their defense. This is the same defense that led up, like, 30-something to Texas. I mean, Oklahoma, who was dead in this game, they still led up 28 to them. And I know, like, garbage time points, blah, blah, blah. You still led up 28 points to a team that had no momentum at any point in the game. Any point. It was, was dead was dead in the water. Downhill from the jump. Um they were mad. They were I mean, they were done and they still up twenty eight points. It's a good offense, I understand that. But Clemson's is better. And they're not a team that's gonna get down if they're down because they've been there before. They are more experienced. And I think they're not gonna let it get to that point because that that Clemson defense is too physical to let any one or two guys just beat them all day. If they're going to get beat, it's going to be 
beat by committee on just making like slight mistakes of broken tackles or something like that. They're not going to be getting burned all day. I can tell you that. I don't see it being a blowout on either side. It will be a close game. Maybe field goal game. Could be a touchdown game. It will be close. I don't see more than 30 points for that game. Okay. On either side. Now, don't get me wrong. Either of them could just explode. And it could be a shootout for the whole time. But I, I don't think it will be. Okay, so you got LSU. Mm-hmm. I got Clemson. Uh, I got Clemson by... I'll say four. Four? Okay. Yeah. A little bit more than the field goal. Okay. Last second touchdown. I'll give like LSU that. a touchdown on it. Yeah, we'll go and, with a touchdown. I mean, I'm also like a little partial. I, I like Clemson. I'm not like a big Clemson fan or anything mm-hmm. like that. But I do like Clemson. And I don't know. I just, I just think they've been disrespected all season. And they're going to kind of prove they shouldn't have been. That's kind of all I got. Uh, other bowl games that were really big. We had the Florida-Virginia game that everybody thought was going to be a 70-point blowout. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Orange Bowl, which Florida has won twice before this. Both were in blowouts. I think it was to Wake Forest and to Syracuse. Shout out to the Orange. Um, and they were both blowouts. So Florida coming in against the Virginia team that really wasn't great. They have a great quarterback, but ACC, again, was pretty weak this year. Turned out to be a great game. And Florida was given everything they could handle. Only won by eight. So a touchdown win. And Virginia really gave them everything they could handle. And I think this game kind of surprised everybody. Um, Did you get to watch any of it? I didn't get to watch it, but both quarterbacks were slinging it, man. 300 yards on both sides. And Perkins putting up four touchdowns. Had a pick. Both of them had a pick. Trask only had one touchdown. But they were slinging it, man. Yeah, and um, the Gators won. Uh, they were they were the higher ranked team. Everybody expected them to win. Yeah, but I don't think anybody expected the uh, the battle they got coming into this. No, not at all. So uh, good for the Who's. I thought it was going to be a runaway, but, but shout out to Virginia. Doesn't close games don't matter. I mean, I guess they do for recruiting and stuff. Yeah, but you don't want to get blown out sixty three to twenty eight, and then hey, come play for me. Yeah, eh. it's a bad look, definitely. <laughs> so um, it's good for Virginia. Hopefully. They get a little bit of steam and momentum off of um, the good season they had and come back a little bit stronger next year. Speaking of another team with a great season, um, I don't even know if you took notes on this game, but this was, this was to me, the best game of the bowl season so far. And this was the Minnesota-Auburn game. And to me, this game was important because Minnesota, at one point, was like 11-0. and uh, P.J. Fleck, with their semi-new head coach, he's finally turning the program around and they put up a win against an Auburn team that has some really quality wins this season. They beat Oregon and they beat Alabama this season. And those are two really darn good teams that they managed to beat. And Minnesota goes in with a lot to prove because nobody thought they were actually any good at all. And they come out and the score was closer than the game kind of showed, but Minnesota was, pretty firmly in control of it for the most part. I mean, they held Auburn to under 100, 100 rushing yards, I'm pretty sure. And it was a seven-point win, but it really it was a statement win for them. And for a program that's on the rise, 
in a state that kind of cares about football. I mean, you yeah. see how they react to the Vikings. Yeah. So it's good for them to their first eleven first ever eleven win season in like ninety years or something. Yeah, like that's that. insane to hear, man. Because they were they won a national championship back when a long time ago and so it's good to see them kind of back and building a program and a, and a culture and I, you, you can only hope that a an up-and-coming school that hasn't been perennially good can kind of keep that up it's good to see because you don't want to see the same four teams in a playoff and it, it kind of has become that and yeah. Which I still like the four same teams in it every year as opposed to two random ones that happen to go undefeated with the BCS. See, I'm fine with the four same teams if we expand the playoffs. At least six. If we, if at we can get it to six. at least, at least six, six, eight, if we can get it to that, we'll, it would be, be, ideal, we'll but... be good. Then you could, you'll have the four solid teams every year. Okay, that's cool. But when you only have four and you see the same faces every year, you get tired of it. And you get tired of seeing Oklahoma go into the playoff and get smacked. It's yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it just it gets boring because you. It's like oh, Oklahoma snuck in again at the four seed. They're gonna get slammed by whoever they're playing. It doesn't even matter. I mean, they've lost to Ohio State, Alabama. They've lost to LSU now. It, it hasn't mattered who they've played. They lost to. Um, Clemson too. LSU. <laughs> yeah. So and they've gotten spanked by pretty much all those teams yeah. besides uh, I think their Alabama game was semi close, but mm-hmm. no, they played uh Georgia, yeah. Yeah, they played Georgia when Georgia went to the uh championship and they played them and that actually went to OT. So they gave one good game. Shout out <laughs> shout out for the one good game they've they've given us. But yeah, Oklahoma that's that's kind of a different <laughs> a different discussion. Opening up the playoff. Yeah. Uh, other bowl games we had. We had Rose Bowl, which you said was your favorite game of the bowl season. Yeah, so Justin Herbert would a walk off uh, TD rush. It was nice. And nobody expected him to be running like he did. No. He's the uh, the pocket passer that you know old NFL scouts kind of have wet dreams about. It, I mean, he's tall. He's kind of like Josh Allen, like. And he did end up with a couple of rushing touchdowns. He ended up with three, yeah. no throwing touchdowns, but three. Um, hey, whatever gets it done, man. Three rushing. Whatever and, gets it done. And Oregon wins the the Rose Bowl first time since 2012. I want to say, and that's a really big win for that program. Uh, they have a lot of, they have a really good recruiting class coming in. So does Wisconsin, but Wisconsin kind of feels that they're always getting good guys and never really doing anything with it. It's almost like um they kind of feel like Michigan a little bit without without the hype. Yeah. It's will they ever beat Ohio State? Will they ever do it? I can't say they will. I I mean I hope so not just because like it just feels terrible that such a good conference like the Big 10 is just completely dominated. By Ohio State, no matter all the recruits that other teams get, the coaches, the high-profile guys, the Jordan sponsorships, like it, it doesn't seem to matter. No. And yeah, and you know, Michigan lost their bowl game too. Uh, this was kind of a boring one that I didn't care much for, but they lost Alabama. I, you couldn't have paid me to watch that game honestly because yeah. those are two boring teams. But yeah, they lost again. Surprise, Jim Harbaugh loses another big game. <laughs> I'm shocked he hasn't been fired yet, honestly. But I, they're also, like, a little in too deep, you know? So I, I, I kind of feel bad. Yeah, it's going to be tough to get rid of him. But any other bowl games? Oh, that's 
think that's about it. Yeah, that's pretty much it with the bowl Penn game, State, man. Memphis, and a shootout. A shocking shootout. Penn State won, but Memphis put up a good fight, so shout out to the, the non-Power 5 school uh, giving it all they had, but I don't... 53-39 on that one. A lot of points. A lot of points. But into the stuff that's a little bit more relevant. Playoffs. Playoffs. Playoff football. We're NFL. Playoffs. NFL. Are you ready for some football? So it was a crazy weekend, man. And so they divided it up. AFC on Saturday, NFC on Sunday. They gave us two games each day. No late games, no Sunday night, Monday night football nonsense. Four no great Thursday. games out there. And they were all pretty darn good games. I'd say save the Seattle game that kind of felt cheap. Yeah, but even that, that's a one possession game. It was, yeah. It, it just felt cheap with the way that Carson Wentz went out. Yeah. And we'll, we'll touch on that. In but a little let's bit. start with the first game Bills, Texans. Which was Bills, Texans. Overtime game, Houston defends home turf after going down 16 nothing at the half. And Deshaun Watson decided, all right, well, we've been outscored 34 nothing in the last two playoff games at home in the yeah. first half. Let's uh let's flip the let's, turn it up. let's flip the script. And they did. I mean, Deshaun Watson looked great really the whole game once he kind of like settled in and he never figured out that Bill's defense, but he definitely settled in and he was able to kind of I mean, he's a calm and cool guy. Shout out to two Clemson quarterbacks, Watson and Lawrence, with 16-point comebacks. In the same, or back-to-back weekends. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. And, I mean, Deshaun, he's he's as good as they, there is in this game. He really is. He, he's got to be a top, I'll say like five, yeah, honestly, like a top five quarterback. He's probably five. Yeah. But he, he really is a talent. And his stats sometimes jump out to you, sometimes don't. But he reminds you of Russell Wilson, where he just like finds ways to win games when he really, really needs to, or like finds ways to make plays happen. And I mean, he did that at the end of the game. He had that big throw to uh, the tight end Fells, I think, which set up the game-winning field goal. Uh, he had a great game. Hopkins played all right. I mean, ninety yards for Hopkins, six catches, two drops. And I think the bigger thing for me out of this game was. Josh Allen looked very composed. He did, man. Josh Allen looked good. If you can get, if we can figure out a way to get Josh Allen a wide receiver that's not John Brown, I I think that man can do some real damage in this league because that defense is there. He We've scared me that. on. He scared me on that pitch he tried to do to make something happen, bro. Yeah, and then the O line kind of broke down towards the uh, end of the game. Some big plays where he was getting sacked that weren't necessarily his fault, but he, well, he maybe could have. 264 yards passing and then 92 on rushing in your first hey, that, That's game. the second best rusher in the league yeah, for the quarterback position. Crazy. And if there wasn't the, the video game player Lamar Jackson, he would have been leading the league in rushing. Combined, he had more rushing yards than both of their running backs. Which just doesn't surprise me at all. So, it's nuts. Yeah, and that that was a really good game. Uh, I think we all kind of expected that to be a good game because because yeah. Buffalo will not let you score a lot of points. Houston finds ways to stay in games, and so now Houston gets a a beautiful, relaxing trip to Kansas City, <laughs> uh, right off the heels of that. So that'll be fun. Um, I'm gonna take Kansas City in that. I think a lot of people will. Yeah, that's I don't see Houston putting up. 
too much of a fight. Yeah, I, I, I think Houston likes to win some big games and then blow others, and I think they're they're due for their their blowout now. Yeah, I have that one by probably two touchdowns. Yeah, and you know it's in Kansas City. Patty's healthy. Tyreek's healthy now. It is one of those. A week off. Yeah, yeah. A week off is big. Uh, game two, My the f- end of an era. End. Uh, I mean, let's. Not yet. It. We've been kind of. Nothing's in stone yet. Yeah, media has kind of been jumping the gun on this, but I feel like, from the what you've seen this season and how he's played, and how like the fans and it's just like how the culture has felt. You have to think that. If this isn't Tom Brady's last season as a quarterback, which I don't think it is, I think it's his last season as a Patriots quarterback. See, if he's going to be done, I'd rather him just end it. I don't see the point of him going to another team for one year. You're not going to be that good. You're not going to have Belichick. I don't see Brady being successful without Belichick. You're going to go to another team when six, seven games for what? And then retire. Just hang up the cleats if you're going to do it. If you're going to come back, make it with New England. See what you could do. Yeah, I I don't think he's going to do that. I, there's no way that Tom Brady's career ends On a as, as magically as we would like it to. <laughs> as, as his career kind of started and has been for his whole career. I mean, he's been the class of the league for 20 years. Yeah. A little bit less than that, but 20 years. And it's going to feel like a Peyton Manning where even though he won his last Super Bowl, Peyton Manning did, it wasn't him. that He could barely feel his fingers. (laughs) Um, And I think Tom is going to kind of go with the same approach as Peyton where, oh, well, you guys don't want me anymore? Well, somebody does. And they're going to want me. And I'm going to do the darndest I can to make it happen. And so, you know, if you put him in the right situation, I don't know where that might be. I have no idea. Tampa, uh, that could be kind of interesting. I have no idea where you could put him. But if he doesn't come back to the Patriots, and if he's not their starting guy, which I don't know who would be their starting guy if no. they decided to move from They him. would have to make a splash somewhere, draft, free agency. I mean, they don't trade. have a great draft pick. Jalen Hurts, maybe. I don't know. I mean, Brady wasn't a good draft pick, so... Exactly. So I'm I'm not exactly sure. I'm not I'm not here to question Belichick or anything like that. Yeah. It's just the end of a potential era. And it that's kinda crazy to me that Ryan Tannehill's the one to do it. <laughs> Even though it really wasn't him. Weeks. It was uh Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, baby. Derrick Henry was he dominated the Patriots. I don't think I've seen a single person do that to a Patriots team in a long, long time. 182 yards with a touchdown, man. And it's not even like the yards or the touchdowns or anything like that. It was every time he touched the ball, he was impacting the game. Just a force. And chewing up the clock, keeping the ball away from Tom so he couldn't get into a rhythm, which it seems like he's had trouble doing this year, but he always finds it at some point in the game. And he didn't let him do that because they held the ball for so long. And he kept running. And he kept running. <laughs> they had a possession, 75-yard scoring possession. He's, he was responsible for all 75 yards in that series. That's just wild. That's nuts. That's insane. That, it's unheard of to see somebody do that. And he's done it for a few years now. And he's been healthy. And he actually, at the end of the season, stole the rushing title from McCaffrey. 
which I don't think anybody really saw coming, but he, he stole that. So yeah. he was the, the league leader in rushing yards, and you saw it on full display against a really, really good Patriots defense. And it's amazing just off the strength of him they won that game because they really had no impact from the receivers besides yeah. one that had 23 yards first year. Nobody else had over 10 yards. And, and Tannehill did not look no, particularly good. Yeah, I mean, 72 yards for Tannehill, a touchdown, a pick. He didn't He didn't like, give the ball away more than once. He kind of kept him in the game. I mean, it was a low-scoring game. Yeah. And until that pick six at the end, which was kind of garbage time, I mean, they, it was going to take a miracle for the Patriots. Now, they should have had out. a pick six from the same guy earlier in the game, but he dropped it off the tip. Yeah, and Tennessee's defense. Here's my thing about Tennessee. Do not sleep on them because, no. to me, they're like the Titans or the not, they are the Titans. To me, they're like the <laughs> Texans, except they play up to when they need to. So they'll play a good team and they'll they're out there working their butts off. And they might not be the most talented team, but they got some talent. But they're always playing really hard. And when a team plays hard and takes over, when you make mistakes mm-hmm. and you leave the door open for them to win, a lot of stuff can happen. So. I think that game against Baltimore will be a, a really tough test for Baltimore because they're going to come in already winning a game on the road in Foxborough, which nobody does in the playoffs. There's been only three quarterbacks to do that in the playoffs. Is it Manning and Flacco? No. Joe Flacco, Ryan Tannehill, and Mark Sanchez <laughs> to beat the Patriots in Foxborough in the playoffs. That made me uncomfortable. <laughs> the Sanchez, baby. Mark Sanchez. Yeah, that, that's, that's a weird stat. <laughs> I don't like that. I love it. I like that. I like Sanchez, but I don't. That's, that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> Jets, but baby. yeah, so is that the end of the Patriots dynasty? It kind of feels that way. It does feel like it. Because it, you can have a great defense in this league, but if you can't score points, it just doesn't matter because this game is too fast paced. There's too many talented guys on the field. I mean, look at the Bears. The Bears have a phenomenal defense. But, I mean, they can't score more than 20 a game, so they went under 500. They just have to find the right fit for Trubisky, man. They're trying to... No, they need to find a different guy. I feel like if you get Trubisky in a right system within the team, he could produce. He's got the talent. They need a couple pieces around him, but he's got the talent. You just have to find what works. I think it's hard to find... uh, It's really hard to get the perfect temperature with no wind... Overcast, yeah. This the, the fans cheering the right <laughs> level. Yeah, it, it takes it takes too much to yeah to too many conditions to get Trubisky into a winning position, and I think the Bears kind of need to cut their losses on that. This isn't about the Bears though. This is yeah. about I mean the Patriots. It's kind of the same thing. At some point, you need to cut your losses, and it might be time. Now, one point if you're on, losing to Ryan Tannehill, who the Titans also need to cut their losses with. Yeah. You know, there's some problems. One point on that game, Muhammad Sanu with just one catch for 11 yards is unacceptable. You you can't have that, man. You, well, you I th- I think that. we we see anybody going to the Patriots and we assume, "Oh, they're an average player. They're going to be a stud now." And that's just not the reality of it. Not everybody's Randy Moss. Yeah. Not everybody's Julian Edelman, where these guys work hard and they're either super talented or they know now even they can Ed- read a defense inside out. Even Edelman didn't even have a good game, man. Three 
three catches, two drops, what, 30 uh, receiving yards? Yeah, and that's kind of a surprise because he's yeah. usually the uh, the go-to kind of let's get the boat rolling kind of guy. One drop that stood out to me, he was wide open. I think it was could have been for – yeah, it was for a first down. Wide open, just dropped it. Hit him right in the hands. So it's tough. Yeah, so Patriots lose at home. Heartbreaker, stunner. They lose to the sixth seed. Yeah. And so now they get to go to Baltimore, see what the Titans can do there. I think the AFC is going to be the least exciting weekend of the uh, of the two. But I think we were going to be saying that for the most part until the, ch- the championship anyway. Now, that was my favorite game for circumstances to see Brady and the Patriots fall. But the best game of the weekend has to be Viking Saints, man. OT, 26-20, Minnesota pulling it out. Breaking the hearts of Saints fan for the third year in a row, twice by Minnesota. Man. Yeah, and this this felt different. This really felt different. This was a Saints team that I think was a consensus best Saints team we've seen. Yeah, we were talking about it last Drew week. With Drew Um, I mean, Sean Payton's still the head coach. They have a top four run defense. They haven't let up a 100-yard ru- rusher. Since 2017. And they still didn't in this game. So that still holds strong. Even though they did let up over 100 rushing yards. Now he was close. 94 yards. For yeah. The, and then uh, Madison had like 30. But. With two touchdowns. First one since AP. But let me. That. But let me tell you. The Saints looked outclassed. The whole game. They did. They really did. And the score kind of. I mean they went to overtime. And. They lost by six. But. It really felt like. On every play that mattered. If Taysom Hill wasn't on the field, Minnesota had full control. Yeah. And let, let me tell you about Taysom Hill. That might be the most impactful single player in the league if he had to play. And obviously, he is as impactful because he doesn't play as much. So when he's there, the things he does are um, highlighted more. Amazing football player, man. But Amazing. If if there's more guys like that in the league, the league will be a lot more fun. I mean, oh, he can, he can throw the ball. He threw a 50-yard throw. The longest of the day. One Only one pass. One throw, yards. 50 yards. He had a catch and a touchdown. He had a few runs. He didn't have one rush that wasn't for a first down. Every time he touched the ball, it was a first down or a touchdown. Mm-hmm. He had four uh, rushes for 50 yards. One pass for 50 yards. He made a few important blocks. I know he had one that is part of the reason why Kamara scored early mm-hmm. on in the game. Yeah. Special teams, he made a tackle or two. I mean, he was all over the field. 125 total yards. <laughs> doing all that. He was the better quarterback than Drew Brees today. And I think that's kind of where the uh, the Saints fell short. I don't think I ever expected to tell you that Drew Brees was the problem with the Saints. <laughs> and I don't think he is a problem with the Saints. No. I just think, you know, he's... Uh, He's an older quarterback, and I think the the length of the season really got to him this year. Uh, that just goes to show you how great Drew Brees and Tom Brady is, that even how old they are, you still expect them to be great. You still expect excellence from both of them. And, and, that, and that's a high order to, to kind of fulfill night in and night out. Yeah, man. Every playoffs, every year. And when you, when you get so much heartbreak like Drew Brees kind of has, it's... Um, it's tough. It's tough. And this, tough. Is, this is another one to kind of put up with his... It's at this point a laundry list of really tough playoff losses. I mean, the Beast Mode touchdown a few years ago was against the Saints. 
Minnesota Miracle, the no call last year, you this walk off with Kyle Rudolph. They lost to the 49ers when they won the Super Bowl a few years, or they lost the Super now, Bowl. Now, this was on another controversial call. What, what do you think about that uh, catch in the end zone? PI or no PI? So, the way I kind of look at it is. It feels really odd to me that they didn't review it. Well, they said, but they, they said they did review yeah, it. But said, it felt really quick. They said they've had enough time to review from every angle, and they came to the conclusion that everything was. Clear. And and I kind of understand it because when they put the rule in, the rule was put in specifically to prevent like egregious, like I'm tackling you type of PIs. Mm-hmm. But I think that's like a really dumb. Um, like lower limit on what you change the call on. I think if you're able to look at a call and you see that it is what you're looking for, you should be able to overturn it. Yeah. Now I don't know. They they said there was uh hand contact from both of them. There was a little bit. There was clearly a push off. Yeah, that's the one thing that stands out is a stiff arm from Rudolph right yeah. to his chest. I don't. I don't know. I think. I think here's where. The bottom line is the Vikings played better football all day. Yeah, they wound up winning the game, and I think they win the game no matter what. If if that play gets called back, Dan Bailey has to go out there and make a field goal. I think they get a stop and win the game anyway. Yeah. It, it's I mean, but the way that they dominated a better team, an objectively better team, just from like what we've seen in the season. Obviously, not objectively they lost, but yeah. I, they won. I they should have won this game. They did win this game, and pi or no pi, it, it kind of felt it had that feeling, kind of the whole way through, where it was going to be another heartbreak for. And Drew Brees got outplayed by Taysom Hill and Kirk Cousins. Yeah, and, and I think <laughs> Kirk Cousins finally proving to everybody that he can be a guy to go into a stadium, beat a really good team when it matters. And he did that. He really did that. I mean, this was cool to see, man. as good of a statement as he could have made in a divisional round. I mean, he, it's his first playoff game ever, and he won. Yeah. In the Superdome. So Not an easy place to play. I, I can't give Kirk enough credit. Um, he didn't have a flawless game by any means, but he had the best throw of his career to Adam Thielen to yeah. get them close enough to get that touchdown at the end of the game. Two throws Thielen, too, to set up touchdowns. Yeah, and so... You know, hats off to Kirk. He played phenomenal. He really did. And they play San Francisco, who I think Minnesota matches up better with than they did with the Saints. Yes. So, I Minnesota's not going to be 17-point underdogs. There's no way that Vegas does that again. No. Um, and I think this game is, again, close. And I think Minnesota has an edge in this one, honestly. If, it wasn't, if this was on a neutral field, I think Minnesota has an edge. It's in San Francisco, so I have no idea. And I expect a breakout game from Diggs. Yeah, and you know Diggs getting restless and all that. I think that's just showing the kind of player he is. Yeah, he, he has he a lot of heart, and he he doesn't want to lose and know that he could have done more. Yeah. Now they only targeted him three times, had two catches, but two great catches that impacted the game like crazy. One set up a touchdown, and what was in in overtime. So yeah. he came up where he needed to come up, and that's good to see. He didn't let it get to him. Made the plays he needed to play. I expect next week they're going to get him in more. Thielen had 129, seven catches, one drop. Had that fumble early in the game. Thought that was going to be a momentum turner. Really did, but they they held their ground. Stood 10 toes. They got it done. It was good to see, man. But I expect a big game from Diggs next week. 
Uh, last game of the slate was Seahawks Eagles. This one was unfortunate. Yeah. Um, you know, Carson Wentz goes down really early on what should have been an ejection on Jadavion yeah, Clowney. I agree. Uh, that was just clear helmet to helmet. It was it was um, dove right into him, man. Right it, in the back. It of was a uh, not a legal tackle, but no. and let me tell you, this man McCown. Every time he plays football, he gives it all he has. And he was coaching high school football a few months ago. Was came on back because the uh, Philly needed a, needed a backup. They didn't know who to go to. They didn't have the bat signal working for Nick Foles anymore. So, so they had they had to get somebody. McCown really stepped up. Um, it's it, it's unfortunate for him that he lost. And he there was a there was a cool moment at the end of Zach Ertz like giving him a hug where. McCown was all upset because Tearing up and all that. you know he, he did all he could and it wasn't enough and you gotta hate to see that but it wasn't his fault that Russell Wilson's Russell Wilson yeah and he's just a bona fide winner. Now um, McCown had a great game man, eighteen for twenty four with one hundred and seventy four yards, twenty three rushing yards for a forty year old too in his first playoff game ever, so it's cool. Yeah and and I think that comes from they had to throw the ball a lot. I don't think they would have given him 24 attempts if they didn't need to. Yeah. But they were they were down for a majority of the game. And I don't know, it kind of starts a conversation with Carson Wentz where is this really the guy? And it's a, it's not really an injury. This was a concussion. That happens. Yeah. Illegal hits happen. But it seems to be that things like this happen to the same guy yeah. a lot. It's sad to see, man. And at some point, you you got to think the 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 program just thinks maybe this isn't our guy. Which whether or not it's fair to Carson or not, I don't think it is. It's not fair because you get a torn ACL, you get a back injury. Okay, you you're getting hurt, but there's just nothing you could do about getting yeah. whacked in the back of the head, driven into the ground. It's tough though because you go to the playoffs three straight years and. Two of them, you have some pretty high expectations. This year, there wasn't too much, but to not actually play in a even a full half of playoff football in three full seasons of going to the playoffs. Yeah, three three years of being in the playoffs, yeah, it, and you have nothing to show for it. It's, it's sad. It's it's sad because they could be so much more if he was. Yeah. Still, that guy. And he finally who stays healthy for the whole. He you know? stays healthy for the whole year, thinking, okay, this might be a run that. We can do something in the playoffs, but... He was getting hot, too, towards the end. So yeah. that kind of sucks. I don't think they win this game anyway with him. No, absolutely not. I think Seattle kind of... I think they scored 17 because they had to score 17. I think they score more if they needed to. Yeah. And, I mean, Seattle's a good team. Mm. I, I think they're going to kind of walk into Green Bay, and I think they're going to dominate a game. I don't know how how much they win by, but I think they're going to... Russell Wilson goes back home to Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, I think they're going to... Yeah, he goes back to his alma mater state where uh, the love will not be shown this weekend. Yeah, I'll, I'll promise not. you that. But they do love him out there in Wisconsin. 325 yards, So, man. So who do you have for the weekend? We'll start... We'll go backwards. So we'll start with the Seahawks-Packers. Who do you got? Seahawks-Packers. I got the Seahawks. I give them 10 points. 10? I'll give them 10. Oh, wow. Yeah. We'll go 10. I'm not going to give them 10 because that's not the way the Packers lose. It's not. I haven't seen the Packers lose by more than like 13 in a long time. In like a real game. I'm expecting 250, 300 yards from Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. I think they're going to be 
dookie yards from Aaron, though. He's not been what he once was. He has not, but playoffs is... It is a different beast, so we'll see. Um, I got the Seahawks, too. I'll mm-hmm. take them by three. A little two and a half over under. I'll take the Seahawks, <laughs> I'll take the Seahawks in that. Um, not at home, but I think they are the better team. I think they're the best remaining team left in the NFC, now that the Saints are gone. And I think they get it done against the Packers. I don't know if they get it done the next week, no matter who they play, because that's um, it's tough to win three games in a row. It is. And I don't know how they're going to recover from that, but that's not what's important now. One week at a time. They got the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is a bad man, as Stephen A. likes to say. He's a bad and we'll, man. And we'll see... Uh, which quarterback kind of makes that on top? I definitely think it's going to be Russ. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Vikings, Niners. Who you got? I got the Vikings. I do have the Vikings. I um, expect Garoppolo to have a good game. But I, f- I feel like the Vikings match up a little bit better. Yeah, the Vikings or the, the 49ers are really interesting to me. Yeah. Um. They're a get-to-the-quarterback-fast kind of team, and they, they, they're they pretty good at stopping the run, too. So their defense is a little bit scary to me. But if they let Kirk get into a... Mo- if they can't get to Kirk, I think that's going to be a problem. Yeah. And the Vikings O-line is much improved. So if they cannot get to Kirk, there will be problems on that defensive line... Or on the defensive side. And then on offense, this Vikings defense has really turned it up yeah. when it's mattered. And I don't know who they have that's going to be the guy to take over. And I think maybe that's the key to beating the Vikings, is to not have one guy. Maybe that's why the Saints had a, such a tough time. There was two guys that had the key on, and that was really it. But the Vikings know they have to stop the run, and they've shown they can do that. They stopped Zeke this year. They stopped Saquon. They stopped Kamara uh, this week. So we'll see if they can stop the run. If the Vikings let up less than 150 rushing yards, they win this game. Now, is there any news on Xavier Rhodes if he's going to be 100%? He'll be playing. There's no, there's no doubt in my mind. Xavier kind of walks off the field every week, and he's kind of hurt <laughs> every week. There's no doubt in my mind he plays. I think the big injury for the Vikings is uh, Mackenzie Alexander. Okay. He's their slot DB, and he's had a breakout year, at, you know, as compared to the rest of the guys, especially back there. The I, Vikings D-line were, were putting on that pressure D-line's too, good. man. So, if they can get pressure on Jimmy and kind of make him uncomfortable, which I think they will, I'm taking the Vikings. And if you get production out of Thielen and Diggs, Cooks does what he does, Kurt does three quarters of what he did, they're winning that game. Yeah, I'll take the Vikings. Um, Probably a hot take, but I think we're both on the side of that. Yeah. AFC, these are both easy for me. I'm going Chiefs and I'm going Ravens. I don't think either of them are particularly close. Titans would be the one of the two to make an upset, I think. I agree. But I don't see it. I don't see it either. Because Derrick Henry could easily go 200 yards, but where else do you get that? Because Lamar alone could give you 200 just from him. Yeah. So where are you getting the rest of that to win the football game? And I don't. I just don't think Ryan Tannehill has that in his yeah, in his so, DNA. Yeah. So it's definitely Ravens, Chiefs, and then uh, Vikings. So Seahawks. our championship picks: you got Ravens versus Chiefs, Vikings, Seahawks. So we got a one and two, and a six and a five, <laughs> which would be cool because there has not been a wild card team, and that includes the three and the four seed, to be in a Super Bowl in the last six years. 
It'll be cool to see, man. So it's been a one or a two seed every single year. So I kind of hope that breaks this year. But I don't think it's going to be from the AFC. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what else do we got? We got some uh, side news. Some coaching changes going on around the league. A lot of them, man. Some front office moves. Let's, uh, let's start off with the Browns. Dorsey, he's gone after two years. And Freddie Kitchens. And Freddie Kitchens. Which, good. Get him out of yeah, here. Yeah, Freddie needed to go. I was surprised about Dorsey. Because he did get them a lot of pieces. and Pieces sure. don't win games. They don't win games, but it's stuff to build on. And uh, you need to build on stuff. Giants, Pat Shermer's out. You gotta hope the Giants this time actually take the time and like interview coaches. Yeah. And not just hire the first pretty name yeah. they see. Do uh, you have any uh, predictions about who it could be? I think the Giants are going to go really hard after Lincoln Riley, not get him, and then they're going to settle for... <sighs> Just so I can see them suffer, I hope they settle for Jason Garrett. <laughs> I was going to say they're going to go for like a Hugh Jackson kind of deal. Well, I've also, Lewis I've, is out there. I've also heard Jeff Fisher might be in the mix, which is um, uh. sad. But those are all sad names. So yeah. I would really like to see somebody else. Yeah. I'd even be okay with like a Mark Richt, and that's... Not happening. Um, Riverboat Ron. Yeah, Ron Rivera got a five-year deal. Money is not disclosed yet. Washington Redskins. But to the Redskins, I think that's great for the Redskins. He's a guy who brings culture, and they haven't had culture. They couldn't read culture for him in the face. So I think that's a really good hire. But I don't think it does anything until that front office is removed from the state of D.C. Absolutely. Dan Snyder. Get him out of the league, please. They need to be gone. Um, now the biggest one has to be the Cowboys finally after nine years a whole decade almost man getting rid of Jason Garrett I think the bigger thing than getting rid of Jason Garrett is who they hired yes Mike Mike McCarthy McCarthy coming out of the woodworks let me tell you right now it's a terrible hire (laughs) awful (laughs) Mike McCarthy is Jason Garrett with diabetes (laughs) that's it at least even though it's from Aaron Rodgers at least he has a Super Bowl to make it a little bit better. Yeah, and he, he did win a Super Bowl. Now, any day of the week, I'll take Mike McCarthy over Jason Garrett. Yeah, but that's that's the difference between... Yeah, that's... Mm, mm. <laughs> I, think, I think it's a decent hire for them because McCarthy, he could be a no BS guy. He, he could push the culture with that team. Maybe get Dak over his little hump that he's having. But, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that works out. I, I don't see it going too particularly well. But Can't I think but I do worse. think the Cowboys have too much talent to fail yeah. like they have. Cannot go any worse than it has gone. So I wouldn't be surprised if they make a playoffs. I I can't imagine they make a Super Bowl with this as their head coach and what they have going on. But you know. An okay hire, I guess. Yeah. An okay hire if you don't want to win. <laughs> if you wanna not stink up the joint. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna play a quick little game, real quick, before we head out on y'all. That me and Hanzo used to play. That we kind of liked around here, and uh, it's something we call smarter stupid. I'm gonna ask Brooklyn. He's gonna ask me something quick that happened over the weekend or over the last week. That do we think this opinion is smarter stupid or the thing that happened is it smarter stupid? You got anything for me? You want to start? Um. Let's just go. Suspension news with the New York Yankees. Domingo Herman, 81 games, 
Already served a few. Got 63 remaining. Smart or stupid? Um, I think it's smart. It, it yeah. maybe should have been more. Yeah. But I th- I think it's pretty okay. Um, yeah. It's also tough because this is something in the league that somebody will do and get suspended 80 games and then they come back. And some and it don't. happens again. Yeah, well, no, but then some don't get suspended 80 games. They get indefinitely suspended or they just don't at all. Yeah. So I think that's the, the problem here. And obviously you should not be doing domestic abuse no. or anything of the sort. Um, I think this was a little bit more of a contained incident as opposed to like a. It was an a actual, contained incident that yeah. leaked out. But I don't think either that, or. I don't know how much that matters. It um, doesn't matter. A suspension was needed. Was this enough? I don't think so. But it is what it is. Yeah. Um, he'll be coming back, and he's he's a pretty good ball player, so yeah. that's good for the organization. What you got? Um, smart or stupid? Is Russell Wilson? the best quarterback still in the playoffs best quarterback still in the playoffs smart 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 even with the two you know i'm jumping a gun a little bit but the two most recent mvps and lamar jackson and mahomes still here yes now athletically lamar jackson has the edge arm patrick mahomes has the edge but Russ is just a stand-up dude, man. All around, he could get it done in any part of the game. He's smart. Anyway. He is smart. He makes the right reads. He's a leader. He does it all. Now, in the same spec as Lamar and Mahomes, no. But he could do all of it in a little, little smaller uh, point. But he could still do it all, man. Russ is a great quarterback and very underlooked in this league. I would agree. Uh, you got one more for me? Uh, off the dome. Off quick. the dome? This is quick. Smart or stupid? Derrick Henry will be a top running back in the league. I think he already is. Um, I don't think he's the best, but I think he's the healthiest. Will he be the best? No. In five years? Stupid. No. Stupid? Stupid. Okay. No. I don't okay. think running backs will last. But the way he plays, he's not going to last staying healthy. Okay. And I think there's just a guy named Christian McCaffrey that's yeah. just as good McCaffrey, as they come. McCaffrey is an animal. I think he's as good as there's going to be and ever be. I, I think he's some. I really do think he's special. You got one more? I got one more for you. Okay. Um, This came out, I think, earlier today. Tua Tagovailoa going to the NFL draft with the injury. Smart or stupid? When I saw it today, I saw that they were going to have a press conference, him and Saban, tomorrow. I think it's stupid. I, I would have wanted him to stay another year, get it done, maybe get picked a little higher. But, hey, go get your money. Go uh, probably to the Dolphins and do what you got to do. So See, I think it has to be smart. Tua is going to be a top five pick because he's going to go to the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. How much higher do you really want to go? No, nah, you, you can't. You know, really. I mean, what's the difference between one and five? Yeah. It's not too much. Now, it's just now money of, wise, there's going to be a new CBA next year, yeah. so the for, it's rookies a matter are going to get more If money. you want to go out on a high horse, I think the issue here is if he doesn't go and he goes back to Alabama and the injury is worse than we feared it was, and now he can't play. Yeah. Now he goes from a top five pick to undrafted seventh round, something like that, because yeah. who knows if he can walk again? I agree. 
So I think it's smart. Go get your money. Get, get your insurance your money, plan. Get your bag. Hope he can play because he's a really talented kid. Yeah. But a talented brother also going to Alabama. So uh, I'm, I'm happy for him that he made a decision that was for him and for his family. Not for his fam or not for his yeah fans I guess at Alabama and for the team I think they'll do just fine without him and yeah to to uh go get your money kid go get, go get it so uh, that's about all we have for you or unless you got something else real quick um oh yeah real just, quick just one thing to touch on a little dose of basketball news rest in peace to David Stern man it's sad to see best commissioner and. All of sports change the way basketball is perceived around the world, how globally it's produced on all levels, help the game in ways nobody could have even imagined. Good dude, man. And he uh, he took what the NBA had. He knew its strengths and banked on it. And I think that was something nobody else was willing to do. Nope. Clearly no other league is still willing to do it. And it's just bank on your players, bank on your superstars. You have them, use yep. them. And because of that, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Kareem, Patrick, I mean, these are names that anybody, Absolutely. even if you don't know basketball, you know who LeBron James is. You Absolutely. know who Kobe Bryant is. And the same cannot be said for other sports outside of Tom Brady. And yep. that's really it. I mean, Derek Jeter. Yeah. Fair enough. Is, is that it? I, I'm pretty sure that's about it. Fair. Tiger Woods. Yeah. But that's him. That's his own. Maybe branding. the Williams sisters. Yeah. Definitely them. Ronaldo, but but the, but Messi, those. But even that. But those yeah, and those are more global sports. Mm-hmm. So that's obviously a little bit more. I agree. And, and I think now the NBA has become a global sport. Because, NBA has become a global sport because of David Stern and what he's done as an ambassador of the league. And um, yeah, it's it it sucks that he's gone, but it, he's left a legacy. He left the successor. Adam Silver has been amazing. And he, he knew what he wanted to do. He left the blueprint, and it's been... And was not afraid to push the envelope. I mean, he, he had to. The, the NBA was losing money. Teams were losing money before he stepped up. Yeah. And so, whether or not you agreed with all the things he did or stood for, he really did create a culture around a rising sport in the world. And kudos to that hats off to him rest in peace rest in peace so that's all we got for y'all um hope you enjoyed this episode if you guys are listening make sure to follow us on at twitter on twitter at underscore the spectators give us a shout out we uh put out content pretty usually on there interact with us if you got questions if you want to shout out on the podcast let us know if you want to be on dm us we're open and yeah have a good one Have a good one, everybody. Later.